Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got some new coaches. We got some other stuff. It's the longest lockout ever. Trev's mad. Let's talk about it. Hello. Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor in the middle, company from California, and BBD behind the dish. It's brought to you by DraftKings. And yeah, it's the longest lockout in MLB history, according to producer BBD, who read it somewhere else, because that sounds so crazy to me. The previous record was 32 days in 1990. Um, it was, I think we're at 30, 41 days now. Damn. Damn. Trev, how do you feel about that? You said it was going to make you mad right off the rip. Congratulations. We did it. Like, way to go. You self-induced a lockout. Can't talk about players or teams while a bunch of other sports are shining. You're just in the corner all by yourself. You don't want to dance. You're a wallflower, and I don't like that. I'm not a big wallflower guy. If you're a wallflower guy, I'm one of the guys that's going to pull you onto the dance floor, get you, get you a little uncomfortable, But as soon as you get out there and you see, it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of how I feel about it. I want to pull baseball off the wall and start doing a little dancing with it. Because we need to play. It's fun. Baseball's cool, guys. I enjoy it. Jake's not a wallflower. He's a dancer. How are you feeling, Jake? With one headlight. I'm doing well. I'm a good, good niffle weekend. Normally can't talk about other sports, but baseball's forcing our hands. Uh, you got to have a good commissioner like Roger Goodell uh, running your sport. But, yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. You know, you got to find other activities. Was whooping up in Trev on uh, Pong on the, the iPhone a little bit. Uh, actually, wait, no, Trev was waxing me. And then I beat him the last game, so 1-0 and in our last Pong game, and then he refused to play me. Yeah, you remember five straight once I subbed out my starting pitcher. Went from thumb to the pointer. Game changer, mm. five straight. Mm, okay, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Baseball trying to leak out some news, and yeah, I've got another tidbit. Got to be careful with that oh. word on this show. Uh, BBD's longest lockout ever uh, since the last times, the last times the side spoke about core economics. It is further away, so it's 41 days. The last time they talked is further away than it is to pitchers and catchers reporting. So that's since the last time they've spoke. There's a larger gap. So it's not looking good. Not looking good, fellas. It yeah. is not looking good. Self-induced, people. Self-induced. Mm. Trev, I, I hate to give you this news, but you're not coming through your mic. You're coming through your AirPods or you're coming through something. I think it's the native yeah. native. I know that's a bummer to hear. Better than the AirPods. Oh, wow. But I just want to let you know. Sometimes you don't like when we don't tell you, and then at the end you're like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me? so happy you told me. I just Mm, fixed it. Crisp. There's my sultry, beautiful voice, people. You look like Ice Cube. Yeah, you look nice. Uh, Trev beat me in Cup Pong as well. He sucked. He was doing so bad, and then he had like one... Four cup round where you got balls back, or a three cup round where you got balls back. 
I lost my shot. He kind of iced me out. It's kind of like a muscle memory thing. Yeah. And then he delayed a response. And then I was in the mm. car when I had to start. And I completely, I just started going short every time. Mm. So I see your strategy, Trev. It is a it is a muscle memory game. If you make a few in a row, you can get that that trajectory right. But I'm now I've now moved on with Jake to Battleship. So James, that'll probably be our next thing. It's miserable and I don't like it. Thank you. <laughs> is it a Battleship? Yeah. Jake and I did that on plane once, and we were like, "That's quickly remember it's a child's game." Yeah, like this blows. <laughs> It's not a child. There's strategy in it. You just don't. It won't even strategy. let you touch the ships if you want to do funny business. So I'm out. Wow. And it's your move, bitch. Of course you can. I got to teach you how to play. You're one of those people you that watches. Can. You're one of those casuals that watches baseball. And it's like it's boring because yeah. you don't have the strategy. The game yeah, dude, literally doesn't let you touch them. I tried, and it said like illegal board. Trev it says did, you can. Doesn't say that. I tried to put all my yeah. ships in one area. Aimed in like that. That's good naval maneuvering. Attack! Baseball oh, news man. is light, fellas. We don't got well, not much. Not not light for the ladies, but it's light. Ladies got some news. Like Scherzer came out and said some stuff, so I was excited to hear if he said anything worth talking about, and he didn't. Just the same thing, over and over. I mean, I'd almost rather them start fighting so we can become a labor pod than just keep us in the dark and say they are not talking and there's no news. Now, the second longest lockout, did they miss games? That was 90 season? 1990. What about that 80 season where they... I think that was te- that one was technically a strike. So I don't think they've missed games. I don't think they've missed games from a lockout. They've missed games from a strike. It becomes a strike? Or... the. Oh, man. So a lockout is owner-induced. A strike is player-induced. Yes. So, okay, I have a question then, Trev. So come spring training, say there's no agreement, would the owners, to get the public favor, say, okay, we ended the lockout. It's a strike. And And then it becomes, then the players say, well, we're still not playing, and then the semantics of it become a strike and not a lockout, and then it's the public hears the players are striking instead of the owners locking out. Because the owners locking out to miss games is a bad look. It's actually a great question. I don't know the exact answer to that. When does it become a strike? Like they, I don't think the owners can just be like, oh, now it's a strike, ball in your court. I, I don't think that's how it works. They need, maybe there needs to be some formal proposal by them. Um Usually it's got to be negotiated in good faith, but we know that's... Like what if they send over an ever? offer and they're like, hey, this is our offer, lockout over, and then the players either have to sign it or strike? Because if that's the yeah, situation, that that's what MLB's waiting for. And and they're if they do something like that, they're just absolute buffoons, and, and I'll be pissed. If you just wait the if you wait out the entire offseason and send over a bullshit offer just to get a PR play on the players, I'm going to I might show up to MLB offices. What can I do without harming people? Like do I need to just go stand out there and and make some noise? Like what Tie do you yourself do, to guys? a statue, wear a clown mask? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it because I'm getting I'm getting a little mad now. 
like it. What happens when daddy gets mad? Daddy go, Daddy takes his medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boy. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's it's know. You know, you got to I'm 32 now. I'm an adult. People mm. are always shocked by that number. No deadline. There's no deadline. I I saw I was reading how the first soft deadline is coming up with spring training. Guess what? That's nothing. That's nothing. Um, and yeah, we're just the players are waiting. You know, their their expert negotiators have told them to let the league make the next move. The league's move is not making a move, and here we are, forty-one days. Yeah, I mean, we need spring training because we have a lot of fun plans. Love spring training. Planning on yeah, going to Arizona really spring that. training for the first time. I never been. Never been. And they, they can be taking that away from all of us. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad. To host our own spring training, like like Boris did, like Scherzer and Cressy did. Yeah, maybe. Might have to do that. And just do those first couple days of spring training where guys just do like high knees for ninety feet, and then they wave and they're like, "That's yeah. it." Yes. Yeah. That'll, that'll be, our, be our spring training. That'll be our content. I'm starting to get pissed. I'm going to find out about that question, James. I I don't believe the owners have that play. Um, since they're, the CBA expired, I don't think there's anything to strike. Well, okay, I, I don't. No, I agree. The strike means you have a you have a labor agreement and you're striking. So I agree with they, that. There's no labor agreement. Yeah, but the spin. I, it doesn't seem like that's plausible. If it is, let us know. The spin side, Trev, is that if games are missed, it will. Be due to the lockout, which is the owners missing games, which is probably what MLBPA wants. So we we've known the owners want to; they'd like to play less games, dude. If Especially they miss if games, we got a COVID they're surge going on. The games, oh, they need to start talking. That's you're all over. Like if there's a if they're gonna have the whole scenario where they're <laughs> mad at each other for a month in the press, you got to start that now. If that's not an option and you're secretly meeting right now, which I still the rare time I'm optimistic. Am yeah, having, you're weirdly optimistic about that whole situation, James. Oh, I, it's, not I, like I, it's not like me at all, but I just. Not talking at all? They can't be not talking at all. I don't I that does not pass the sniff test for me one bit. Negotiating one oh one, make the other side make the move. And yeah, so they're just like, to talk. But like even when we've been in negotiations with people here and you know, we're not like that's a non starter, that's not starter. You're still talking. You're still sending texts. I just sent a text yesterday about uh, a negotiation that's been stalled for two weeks. And said, Hey, why are you guys stalled? <laughs> they responded. So that's cu- communication. That's talking. I don't that's know if talking. That's happening. I think that's happening. There's no way. I think that'd be so pathetic that. if that's really if they're really not discussing anything at all. It sounds to me like that's actually the case, James. I mean, I've kind of asked around. Like, really, no one's talking. No one's talking, and that's what I've gotten. Again, I'm I'm outside the walls. I'm not in the I'm not you know in the bargaining committee, obviously. But people who are in have told me 
that nothing's going on. That's disappointing. Which is, I, I know. I just, sad. yeah. You know what it is? Because if that's true, I'd say a lot of things that would get me probably like, you know, bad relations with both sides. So in my, for the, the goodness of John Boy Media, and we're friendly with MLB and we're friendly with MLBPA, I got to believe they're secretly discussing things to keep myself in check. Maybe that's the rationale behind it. Right after the Super Bowl. Oh, can I can I say something then to piss both sides off? Because I I mean, yeah, they're both pissing me off. Mm, How about yeah. that? I'll just say that both sides. You're pissing me off right now, and you're pissing the fans off. Quentin Hubner's back in the chat. I haven't seen him in a while. What's up, Quentin? <laughs> I, I bet he's pissed off too. Go Strohs. Mm. Go Strohs. I don't know, man. Me neither. I think I'm officially upset. Okay. Wow. On record. Like for a while, I was just. You think they're trying to steal it from the Super Bowl? You think like the the one as soon as the Super Bowl ends, they announce? Imagine if they were they were that much in line. If they were smart, I mean, we just had we have no data points for that. If they were smart, how big of a excitement there was going into the lockout? If they were smart, and secretly meeting on a rooftop. It'd probably be the top level, not the rooftop, because I have the, the rooftop you can be seen. Mm. Good, so maybe good it's point. a basement? No, it's the roof. It's the, the top floor? The top floor. Or the floor before the top floor, because you'd expect the top floor. Well, it's the top floor that has rooftop access, but they're not going to the top. I think they go to the top side. floor, and then the two people, Clark and Manfred, they go down to the... Second to last floor. <laughs> I haven't heard them referred to as Clark and Manfred. <laughs> like <laughs> Clark and Manfred. Yeah. Two man crew. That's pretty good. I think it would be Manfred and Clark. It rolls off the tongue better. Anyway, um, if they were smart, they'd say, hey, we're not beating football. We're not beating the Super Bowl. The lockout was perfect. We let all the other sports do their thing. As soon as the football season ends, we got to take back over. We say lockout up, CBA signed, all the trades, all the rest of the signings, boom, 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 Correa, Kershaw, boom, 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 trade, trade, Olsen to the Yankees, Mania to the Yankees, Bassett to the Yankees, all that good stuff we're waiting for happens. What were all those ones that were happening? Scherzer. Yeah. Going to the Brewers. Mm. I meant Schwarber. Is that BBD's wearing that hat? I meant Schwarber. <laughs> Similar names. You're going to say that would be a crazy fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, baseball would be on fire. So if they were you smart. You pisses me off? That's what yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. What pisses you, you know, off? Let's all, let's yeah, all let it out. Let's go. It's a new I'm year. I'm going to get my mad dog on right now. <laughs> what well, pisses me off? Nick Belenda. <laughs> and he's on our stupid, stupid thing. Anyway. I don't know who that is. <gasps> Listen. What a life. Envious. The reason that we're not having baseball right now is not because of some tough issues they can't figure out. The reason we're not having baseball, the sport's not in peril. The sport's really good, and they're just deciding how to spread out that goodness. And we can't even talk about that? It's not even like, hey, the sport is bad. We have no money. We, it's dying. It's not. It's not happening. Like that narrative is bullshit. We all know that. We tell you that. They're fighting or not they're not even fighting. They're not talking. Mm. 
they can't figure out how to spread out the money. Forget about making the game better because that's what this really should be about. When you come to an end of agreement, let's make the game a little bit better. Find ways to engage fans more. They're not even talking about that. They're not talking about anything. But the reason they're not talking about that is because they're they can't figure out how to to divide the money, which is plentiful. It's bountiful. It's full of fruit. It's fruitful. That's that's what makes me mad because we need to think about other stuff. I was watching that football game last night. I, we're talking about football a lot today. It was incredible to see. I, one thing I've talked about this with baseball, there's a lot of things wrong with it, uh, the gameplay. I know people might get mad at me saying that, but the one thing I've said before on this show, and I, I stand by it, where baseball kind of misses the mark. It's the only sport where the best player doesn't have the ball necessarily at the end of the game when it's crunch time. And we're having to go up against that. Like last night was so fun to watch in football. There's all these scenarios and we're just sitting around not talking about how to divide up all this money. So you think the NFL had a better day yesterday than MLB? Depends what team you were. Gonna fight you. Depends what team you were reading. The Chargers fans, not really, but. What, Giants? Debris. The Giants Giants didn't didn't fire Gettleman. He resigned. Retired. Retired. That's how soft the Giants are. They're like, hey, we're going to fire you, but we'll we'll let you save face. Just retire. I don't know, man. Cool if MLB worried about saving face a little more. Be nice. Just a little bit. Just yeah. Just so the outside world doesn't think they're a total joke. Honestly, it's Give because us a pat on the back. MLB's just lawyers. Everyone in MLB is a lawyer. And lawyers are professional time killers. Mm. Yeah, they're professional. Exactly right, let's dude. drag this out, people. There's literally lawyers' jobs. Sorry if you're a lawyer and you're listening, but also not sorry at all. It's 100% true. When I talk to my accountant, when I talk to my accountant, I go like this. Hey, Jeff, this is is okay, bye. Because if I don't do that, (laughs) they're going to keep you online and charge you. I know. When I talk to my lawyer, it's the same thing. Um, He he, he knows it, though. That's why I hired him instead of someone else, because he didn't ask me about my personal life at all. He's like, all right, I'm not going to waste your time. This is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bye. 10-minute call. But they're professional Let's waste as much time as we can. And that's all MLB is. The commissioner, the owners, the whole front offices, it's all lawyers. So all they do is know how to drag things out for money. They fight over money while dragging things out to get more of the money. Money. Damn. Now we're just a a labor lawyer pod. Speaking of money. All of my friends are lawyers, by the way. So Yeah, I know a lot of lawyers in my life, too. Yeah, because when, when my friends were coming out of school, it was like no jobs to get. So everyone just stayed in school and they became lawyers. That's like a true story. That's pretty smart. I have probably four or five, six friends. I'm trying to think now that are lawyers. In my immediate friend group. Stanford lawyers, huh? Proud alumni like no, yourself. No, no, Stan, no Stanford guys. I mean, look, that's tough to get into that school. Mm. Super tough. All right. All right, you want to do some of the news? 
Thanks. So. Yeah, let's do good news now. We're, I'm sorry. We just good that news, was a tough first alert. 15 minutes. Well, the good news is that Dugout Mugs is back on board with John Boy Media and talking baseball because we're the best and they're the best and the best have connected. They make the best gifts for every baseball fan. If you've been listening to us for a little while, you already know who they are because every baseball fan has a dugout mug. Jake's holding one right now. If you don't have one yet, they have an awesome collection of products from wooden and metal mugs, wine glasses, bottle openers, shot glasses, all from baseball bats. Make sure you grab two or three of the knob shots because no one likes to drink alone. Dugout mugs have over 18,000 five-star reviews, so this gift is no doubter for every baseball fan in your life. Use code JOHNBOY at DugoutMugs.com to get 30% off site-wide before they sell out. Mm. Where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start about how um, Brad Osmus got hired? No. Because I think it's you start and end. You just say that, that that happened, then you move on, right? Good catcher. A's bench coach. You know him, Trev? You ever interacted with him? Osmus? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was the manager of the Tigers when I was with the Twins. Um, so I got to, you know play against him quite a bit I, I i do have some fond memories of him he bought me a, a drink at a bar one time and if you do that you're basically like in with me forever unless you okay. do something stupid notes to the listeners so he, he was always a, a nice guy very respectful i think he i think he's a good baseball mind so he goes to oakland him it's him and kotze yeah there that's that's a nice it's a nice one-two punch right there Trevor, you guys will like it we're talking about brad osmus bonds as we often do on this show. A, Connecticut guy. Mm. So you know that speaks to me. Cheshire, what's up? Not Cheshire for you Hobbit fans. Not Cheshire for you Cat fans. But Trev, I mean, I don't want you guys to be like tied at the hip. I'd watch that actually. You guys both have the same bold on your player reference page. Oh, baby. Brad Osmus led the league in double plays in 2002. Got to hit the ball hard and be gotta a, and, and you got to start a lot of games. Slow as shit. And you got to start a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Braddy. Three gold gloves for Brad. Whoops. Really? Yeah. Did he, did he really? One time all-star, babe. 1999 times were good. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He bought me a drink at a nice bar in uh in Birmingham in Detroit. What'd he buy? Walked you? in there. I think he got me an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. You know I don't drink liquor, but I did that night. It's <laughs> awesome. Nice. I don't drink liquor, but I do. If that makes sense. We had some history being made with women in baseball. Um Pretty cool. One is I'm gonna go with the is Rachel Balkovec. Is that how you say her name? Balkovec or Balkovich? Balkovich. I don't know. Uh, she's been promoted from minor league hitting coach to manager of the single A short season Tampa Tarpons for the Yankees. She came on last year. Story's cool. She sent out a resume. I think the story she sent out a resume as Rachel and got no responses. Then she sent it out as Ray and got a ton. So bad job by society there. Egg on your face. That was the beginning of her baseball career? I believe so. She's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, it's not hilarious. That's brutal, but I'm glad she did that. 
changed, yeah. changed her name to Ray and got a bunch of hits on it. That's ridiculous. Her and Alyssa Nakin for the Giants. They're the two that are kind of fast tracking on the way up up the MLB ladder, hopefully to the MLB ladder. Um, yeah, and we uh, we had a day where we mixed it up with the Yankees uh, high A team, and we asked about her, and they had nothing but raved about her, which is really cool. And yeah, she's she's going to be the manager, so that's really exciting. Obviously, we have our Yankees organiz- organizational ties. AK, we're just we're fans. Um, so yeah, I mean, nothing to do but root for. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what this game needs. Maybe we need a we need a ladies' touch in the front office. Maybe help get some get some stuff done, and so we're not locked out. So we play the games. Uh, or maybe <laughs> you know some some lefty ladies that can huck it. Yeah, there's a story about that too. Oh yeah, big news. First minor league big professional manager after getting her first GM last year. And then in Australia, and we have a very Jumbo Media connection to this story because uh, our good buddy, Peter Moylan, who's managing a team in Australia, Melbourne Aces, for the first time, have a pitcher on staff, a uh, female, a 17-year-old with a nice curveball. She pitched, I think, first professional uh, pitcher. What's the headline? First professional appearance by a female? Yeah, I think like first pro- professional, first female to play professional baseball. Like Trav, did you look? Do it. Did you look at this at all? Like we have the fastball curveball overlay from Pitching Ninja. Did you uh, check this out? Genevieve Beacom. I, d- I did. You know exactly what I thought right when I saw it. You'd I, smack it. A soft throw and left. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's I'm, your... I'm putting it. <laughs> I am I'm so happy for her. She's 17, which is actually I think even cooler. I mean, it's not as it's it's not cooler. But that means a lot too. She's very young. But yes, I would smack that shit. <laughs> How you're a hitter. Uh, don't take that out of context. I'm you're, a hitter. You're a GD hitter. And he told me that. Remember that little kid that told me he could get me out with this curveball and I said, "Oh, you're a lefty?" Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. No, but it's really cool. I'm just I'm just joking around. It's amazing. How hard uh, were you on, throwing on at 17, games. Trev? When you were in high school, how hard, because you were a pitcher, how hard were you throwing your fastball? 92. Yeah, I was sitting like 92 to 94. That's awesome. Same. I Maybe looked it up. Sitting. I was probably sitting more like 90 to 92, I would say that. I would say 90 to 92. I don't want to lie. 89. 90 to 92. You were sitting 89. No, I wasn't. I was sitting. Your first round pick, though. You're Trev. lazy. You're stoned as shit. <laughs> I wasn't lazy, but the other part might be true. <laughs> what time is it in Australia? Should we call Nobody Peter? Knows. 16 hours ahead or something like that? You just have to do this math a lot. Peter. I, I want to talk about uh, our coach, Rachel. Time in Melbourne. I think Five in the morning. Think, you think Peter's up? Ooh, he's probably up. He's got kids. Give him an hour. He's up. We might not be live anymore. I, I want to talk about Rachel okay, a little bit because, you know, I love all the headlines this is grabbing. You, like you mentioned Alyssa with the Giants as well. It's just smart. If you're not looking into the female species to hire for your company, you're, you're cutting off 50% 
of the people you can hire. Like, let's go get the best people for your organization. And she is, that's exactly what she is. Her qualifications are incredible. It's ridiculous she had to send her name out as Ray, but, she, but she's been in the game for a long time. People don't know. Uh, 2012, I believe, is when she entered the game. I have a tweet up here. Uh, she's worked for the Cardinals and the Astros before the Yankees. She's got two master's degrees. How do you even do two master's degrees? You people. I love this. Uh, she learned how to speak Spanish, which is you have to. I think in today's game, if you're hiring someone to be a manager or even a hitting coach, you either have to have someone that's like an assistant hitting coach that speaks Spanish or you need to learn. And pr preferably, I would say you need to learn because you need to be able to communicate fully with these guys. Um, I love it. I, I watched an interview she did with Brian Kenny before the show, and she was kind of talking about her hitting philosophy and, and what she thinks about hitting. She comes from a kinesiology background. So she's, she's very much into like the tech when we're talking about um, the biomechanics of your swing, I think you know she brings that aspect in. She also played; she was a Division One catcher, so she kind of has a little bit of, of both worlds. I think she went to drive line and did that whole thing. So, like the qualifications are off the charts, and now she get a little bit of managerial duty, which is which is interesting because it's different. I'm curious as I, I can't wait till after the season and they ask her how her year went because managing is different than coaching it's you're not in the grind with the dudes all the time like you're kind of separate you're walking around making sure everything's good you're managing it's essentially what you're doing you're you're letting your coaches do what they do uh and then you kind of steady the ship so it, i think it's a good way gotta, to get her experienced with every facet to have every yeah coach report to her uh what they're working on what's going on so it'll help her jump to the next level, which I think they are like eyeing, you know? Yeah. He, hearing her talk, she, she talks like a coach more than a manager. And that's like, that's not like a diss. That's actually like, she understands what's going on. I think that she's probably, maybe that's going to be her path, but who knows, man, maybe she'll just love being the manager. It's pretty cool. Like I, I'm like, I think this is awesome. And it's it's been a long time coming, and, and and here we are. Now we have a general manager. Now we have a manager. Uh, we have a major league coach. Like, I like it. For all the dumb shit the baseball is doing right now, at least we got some of this. And I mean, you know, maybe they should be promoting this a little bit more. Yeah. Other other name that deserves a shout out, Kim Ang. Uh, yep. For the, for the Florida Fish, uh, and they're about to sign Castellanos once baseball ends the lockout. But uh, yeah, really cool. And I, I guess the only thing I'd fight you with uh, on uh, Rachel's resume is, you know, she doesn't have the same resume as uh, Sterling Monfort, uh, the son of the Rockies owner. You know? <laughs> that's the that's the only thing I'd kind of, eh, you know, what have you done? I mean, <laughs> if your first name's Sterling, Sterling, then you're gonna. It's my future boss. Benefit from nepotism. My future boss. There's no one named Sterling that hasn't. What happened to Sterling? What happened? The Rock, the Rockies promote the Rock, Rockies promoted Manfort's son to head of scouting. He's worked for no other organization and has no. Uh, this sucks because he could be qualified. Like I have no idea, so I don't really want to okay, like just yeah. talk shit because I have no idea. But I believe he's worked for no other organization nor has any experience that isn't provided be because of 
his relationship to the Rockies. You know, even if he gets his first job due to nepotism, fine. His dad owns the team or his dad's the team, like blah, blah, blah. But maybe send him around the league a little bit and then collect mm. him back up for the scouting. Um, but he is now director of professional scouting. Uh, All right, hold on. I'm looking it up now. It's... He graduated from Arizona State, which is kind of hilarious. So he partied his ass off because been there. Uh, he's 30 years old. He's been working in baseball ops since he graduated. So I'm guessing, what is that, like eight years? Yeah. Good math. A coaching assistant with uh, the rookie league team in 2013. It's probably when he started. So he's, he's been he's been scouting since 2014. So, you know, look, maybe, maybe he's qualified. And look, and I, we know... We know an owner's son who is very qualified to to jump into the baseball realm. So, you know, could be one of those things. Just because, you know, your dad and or whoever owns the team, maybe you don't necessarily like. I hope, you could be likable. I hope Sterling turns it around for our rocks and then he does the right move. He don't say our me. rocks. I'm not part of them. Um, no, yeah, I neither. was speaking for Rockies Nation when I resign with them. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about Sterling Montfort. So, but the optics of it are hilarious because everyone hates the Rockies right now, and everyone hates what they're doing with their front office. So, it does look like in two thousand nine, the Rockies uh, you did draft him, drafted him in the forty seventh round. He got drafted by the Rockies. Yeah, so you know he, he was a ball player. Well, we don't know. that. I don't have yet. a problem with. Now that I've read into this, I'm going to say it right now. I don't have a problem with this. He's paid his dues, I believe. If this, if what I'm reading is correct, he's been in the game doing it. Sounds like it's they went about it the right way. They didn't just, you know, put this guy in charge of something he's never been a part of. So I'm gonna add him on LinkedIn. Yeah, plus he went to ASU. If we go to if we go to spring training, maybe he'll show us around Rush Street. What's it called? Is that Rush Street? It might be Rush Street. It's not Rush Street. Oh, he got drafted out of out of high school. Hmm. What's that street called? Lake Is Street? Rush Street in Chicago? Lake Street Mill Ave? I don't know. I got shit-faced a few times, whatever street I'm talking about. Yeah, you did. Mill Ave? Did you hit a home run at course? I'm blanking. No, I only played one series there. Damn. Hit the ball, though. Messed up. Hey, Trev, I have a question to ask you. Yeah. Uh, I think we've talked about it a couple times, but I want to ask you about it again. It's something I've been thinking about. It's brought to you by DraftKings. Mm. With the NFL playoffs here, listen mm-hmm. up. And the countdown to Super Bowl 56 happening, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. You bet $5 and win 280 $80 in free bets if the team that you chose is victorious. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code JOHNBOY, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Hold up. Hold up. We them boys. I don't have to say the disclaimer anymore? I don't know. It's, it's not on the sheet I was given this morning. I don't get to be Minko anymore? Legal in New York now. 
It's cold. Man. That was my favorite part. Travis, the chat is saying that it's Mill Ave. I think that's yeah. in Arizona. And then Rust Street is Chi-Town. I've been shit-faced on both those streets, so, you know, it gets a little... No liquor unless he's drinking liquor, people. Super drunk, felon, horse (laughs) crap. Hey, Trev, here's my question. We talked about this with the San Francisco Giants, how their hitting coaches changed the way they do PP, and the Yankees are now doing this. They uh, parted ways with their hitting coaches, and they are promoting their minor league hitting coaches. The Yankees minor league team had a lot of success, same with the Giants, doing live ABs before games. The Facing a pitching machine that's throwing hundred mile per hour fastballs and curveballs in the batter's box before game. Now I know that you've talked about how BP is just for show, just to get your confidence up, just to see forty five mile per hour pitches and hit bombs, and no one wants to get embarrassed in front of the fans uh, that are watching BP. But this seems to be a thing that a lot of teams are doing, and obviously it makes a ton of sense. If you face 100 before the game, you're going to be a little more geared up to face 100 during the game. If you were a player still playing, or players that are your age, established players that have been doing the same routine for the last you know, 10 years in the minors and, and majors, how hard of a sell is this? Are, is everyone going to buy in? Like the Giants, it seemed everyone bought in. It was a lot of reclamation projects where people were kind of like, Desperate. If you're Aaron Judge and you've been, or John Carlos Stan, you've been hitting like crazy. You've been really good. I guess Longoria would be a great person to ask this since he was established and a good hitter. Will you buy in and say, okay, embarrass me in, in batting practice? Let's do it. You know, I think that stuff's been around a lot longer than we give it credit for. High velo machines, they're usually just in the cage. Yeah. So, yeah, putting it on the field is a little bit different and. I would say if you're a guy and you have that sort of um, stature, yeah, you could say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to take some. I'm not going to swing. I don't like this. I have my routine. I get it. But most of the guys, uh, I mean, not most of the guys, a lot of the guys coming up now, they've just been ex- they've been exposed to it in the minor leagues, and they're just kind of what they're used to. So, yeah, it's it's uh, that's going to be the norm across the league within five years. Uh, because it does help. You're training your eyes. Like you said, Jim, you're going to face 100 miles an hour. or not. You're going to face in the 90s during the game. You're going to face some sliders in the game. And instead of flipping up, you know, BP and getting your show hacks in, I mean, that's that's all good and fun too every once in a while. Uh, but doing that every day doesn't prepare you for the game. You know, maybe, yeah, you get your bat path right. You're seeing the backdrop and what it looks like. You're getting out there in the elements. So you're feeling that. That's important. Um, and I don't think you need to do high velo and live at bats before every single game. A mixture of it will be good. I've always said, and I tell people, whoever, you know, I give lessons or what I don't give lessons anymore, but when I did, or I talk to young guys that are playing, I tell them, you need to go and get a high velo fastball machine, crank it up as high as it goes, and just watch pitches. Watch 100 pitches. You're training your eyes. Your cadence will get to, you know, where it needs to be for the game. And then you go out there and, and the pitches – now all of a sudden don't just seem like they're blasting out of nowhere because you know you've just trained yourself a little bit better. I, I think it's I think it's great. And I think like I said, five years we're gonna be seeing every single team do this. I mean, isn't isn't the solution like let's take BP in front of the fans and kind of put on a show? Because that's essentially what it is a little bit. I mean, I know they do a little like, you know, hey, these 
first five, let's go opposite field, and you do that. But when you're throwing at 50 miles per hour, does that really matter? I mean, go out, hit BP, get loose. Like, that's what BP is kind of about. And then you go under. Well, and then, my, and then you crank up the curveball machine, or you crank it, crank it up to 120. My understanding is they're cutting out the BP that's at 45 miles per hour. It's T work or high velo. I mean, I'm I'm doing bull. I guess I'm built a little differently than most teams, but well, I think you'd be going against the coaches, and that's what I'm asking. Yes. One to get. I think loose, most guys want to get better. Yeah, you can you can do stuff in the cages. If you don't want to get out there and get banged up in front of everybody, you can do all the same stuff in the cages. You're not going to see the ball flight as well. Although some of the new cages, they build them so tall that so that you can see the ball flight. Um, all these little things that are getting introduced, they're all good for hitters and good for players. Like it's just trying to make guys better. So yeah, it's there might be a little bit of pushback from some old school guys, you know, and that's fine. Like that'll change over time and we'll, we'll start to see because you have to be able to adjust. I mean, it was one of the reasons I, you know, took a nosedive of my stats where they were pitching different. They're pitching at the top of the zone, high heaters, uh, and you got to learn to, you know, work with what's going on in the game. And I think this is a way to combat what the pitchers have been doing. You're getting you're you can spin the crap out of those balls out of some of these machines and you're seeing some nasty pitches. You can actually what they do now is because we have all of the the data on these pitches, the spin rate, um, the miles per hour out of the hand, and then miles per hour halfway, they can recreate pitches with some of these machines. So if you're going to see, you know, who's got a nasty slider, everyone's got a nasty slider. You're going to see Jacob DeGrom's Max Scherzer slider. You can dial up his exact slider on these machines, on some of them. So, like, why wouldn't you do that, right? It's pretty cool. They should have that at games, like that starting rotation. Like there's a, a batting cage available for the public. You know, some places have that, but you dial up today's pitcher, stand in, and then you get hurt, and then you sue him. In uh, in Cleveland, I don't know if they still have this. Cleveland's cages. We used to share cages in Cleveland. Um, so we in their home side. They had a couple different things that were interesting. They had the big screen with the hole in it where mm. the the ball would shoot out, and they could project pitchers onto that. We never got to use that as visitors, but you can project pitchers on that, which is it's really weird though. Like the timing is never right. So I think that never took off because of that. Like it's always just a tad bit off. Uh, but they also had this thing, uh, and this was their high velo, it was tennis balls. And all these tennis balls had numbers on them. And fuck if I know, I don't understand this at all. Because, uh, again, we never got to do it. We just saw that they had this. They would shoot high velo tennis balls. I think they were color-coded too. And, like, your job was to be able to get the number and the color as it was shooting a 1,000 miles an hour at you. I remember Jacoby Ellsbury doing, like, eye test things on a light-up wall. And then Volpe, the Yankees prospect, was on toe in the slab with Coney, and he talked about the the numbers and the color identifying for the eye too. Arizona I, State throwback. I think Pedroia was the first like big name that did the tennis ball thing. It's crazy. It's just training your eyes. I mean, that's that's it's a part of the game that people haven't figured out necessarily i guess we're, we're starting to um, i you know i am coach trev i do coach my kids and for for us what i do 
to train the eyes is I'll throw the little wiffle balls, the little golf ball wiffle balls yeah. to these kids. And then I'll throw them the big ones. And, and I'm like, look, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to throw you these little ones. You're going to swing and miss a bunch. But we're training your eyes to see these small things. So when I throw a regular size wiffle ball to you guys, it's going to look massive. And they all love it. They think it's so cool. And the oh, DR, can- they do bottle caps. Exactly. And that's why, <laughs> that's why a lot of those guys have rakes. Little pebbles and rocks and bottle caps, dude. When I did a, a like a baseball camp in Australia when I was nine years old, that was the first time he had a bunch. The coach was an American that was just over there, but he had a bunch of different colored balls. And I was like nine, and it was the first time he he did the drill where he threw, and you had to just yell at the color. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I was gonna say something like else, but I forgot. I like that. What did Chapman say about playing short? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. No, he, he basically said, like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just I don't want to get too much How did he it. phrase, yeah, right? He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I'm yeah. not talking about my conversation with my right? boy. Okay. You're right. You're, you're right? Was it more like you're He's right? loving life right now. He got married. He bought a house in, I'm not saying where either, but he bought a house, so he's got roots, and um, I'm happy for him. He's in a good place. I'm happy for him, too. Yeah, Happy man. for him, too. James Cap at that wedding, my guy J.P. Sportman, CCSU, what up? What up? Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to give you guys any more tips because we okay. do have something coming up that I don't want you guys practicing and getting better for hmm. no more tips don't fucking worry about me yeah i'm not fucking worried about you you Should know be. i seen you already Should bro i've seen it Bionic. your numbers your numbers against us aren't even that good trev Bionic. we get you out at like a 200 clip <laughs> <laughs> silly game just need a couple outs i think i think you're like eight for ten <laughs> off us combined <laughs> Oh, man. Um, what else is going on, guys? I don't know. I'm trying to drag out the show because I, I thought of something while you were talking about throwing Teddy the little balls, and then I, I had something, and then I forgot it, so I pivoted just to the Matt mm. Chapman bait. But I don't think I'm going to remember yeah. it. I think it's gone forever. I for that. You did fall for it. There's going to be a headlines tomorrow <laughs> by Pinstripe Alley and by the Oakland blog spot. Do we when talk Sunday Chap- night? Chapman on playing short. Yeah, right. Do we talk Sunday night baseball booth in here at all? I don't even think he actually said that. Okay, so strike that from the record. Strike that from the record. I'm an un- and I'm not and I'm not going into my text and looking at what he said Matt because Chapman I know that will house. happen. Matt Chapman got yeah, a, he house did get a house, and we're all excited for him. And married. And married. That's big for you. And went on a honeymoon. Yeah. Where'd he go? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Sunday Night Baseball booth, David Cohn, friend of the program. Yeah. And uh, really good. I mean, I hope he doesn't get the Yankee hate rub at all because Coney, one, played on a bunch of teams, not just like a Yankee lifer, but obviously been in the yes booth, but really, really good at, at mixing analytics and old school. Like, Because what Coney was was a mentality pitcher. Like, if you read his book, it was all like – 
mindset and and not all, but a lot of them like mindset yeah. and and attacking the guy and knowing tendencies and changing it up. But he also loved the analytics. Like he says, if you could have told me something and you told me it worked at a whatever clip, like I'd use it. He's really good at talking about both at the same time. Yeah, he's good. Is the is the is the A Rod uh, K thing official or is that just like they're talking about it? That's official. Manning cast K Rod. I'm gonna give it a chance because I do like Michael K. So I'm not gonna sit and bash this, even though obviously I'm not super stoked on the A Rod thing. I think Michael K is really good. So I'll give it a chance. That's just tough from a from the Yankee side, like for Sunday night baseball. Like I love K. I think K is great. Um, and he's he's a friend of ours, so there is bias there. But I do like Michael K. Also biased because I'm a Yankees fan. But uh, you know, I mean, there's already backlash. Like, just a Yankees Yankees fans are gonna like that. <laughs> it's the second Yankees. Like, I don't know. They probably should have mixed it up. Uh, without mixed it up, just get a Rod out of there and do K and another player or something. I don't know. I gave my two guys uh, on baseball today who I said I think should be doing the Manning cast for baseball. Do you guys have two people who you'd like to see in there, or is that too loaded of a question to hit you on a whim? Like two players? Yeah, I mean, I I would say players if I'm just going through the Manning cast like, you know, what they did. Well, I would want a pitcher and a hitter, and you'd want guys that were teammates for a long time. Eventually, it'd be really oh, cool. Oh, if teammates were, for a long time. Because Manning Cast is because they have great rapport. They're brothers. They shit talk each sure, other, sure. and they're like, that's the whole thing. Like down, and this is you it, can find that in personalities, though. Like, but, like the first name that popped up for me is CC, and like he'll he'll be real with anyone. Yeah, you know, he kind of does it on MLB Network. Um, they did like sister programming with him. This is again maybe bad because it's teammates, but Yachty and Wayna. Uh, if they were both out of the game, you know, Wainwright does stuff in the booth, but I think that would be fascinating because they would be talking about how they would pitch that guy. And then you get a pitcher and a hitter's perspective on certain things. And obviously they probably have a shorthand and a code and like a connection that would be just interesting to see how they communicate. So that was the first mm-hmm. combo that jumped to my head. Mm. I too, I don't know if you watched it, but I did say, I said Wainwright and my other guy was McCutcheon. Yeah, I think the hit. I think the hitter pitcher thing. They faced each other a lot. They're both good on social mm. media, and they 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 can talk. Which guess what? You gotta be able to talk if you're doing something like that. Uh, I I think like I couldn't come up with any two better names. I've been kind of going through it a little bit. Talked about Vado a little bit. CC would be great too. But I think I think the Wainwright McCutcheon combo would kind of like crush. I like. So at first I was I was with Jim the pitcher catcher because that's fun, but they're almost so much on the same wavelength, and maybe even get too lost in the pitching and, and sequencing, which I know that's Jim's crack. So I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like a batter and a, a pitcher and a batter that have history against each other. Yeah. Because then yeah. they're reliving their own at bats and they're saying, yeah, you know that that third time I saw you in this game. You know, X Y Z happened. I didn't have my change up that day, so I was just trying to get in on your hands. Like, I I, I think there's something there. And yeah, I know you know MLB let CC do his thing, but I you know you gotta like let CC be CC. Like he's king of the world, all time big guy. 
Like, if you gave Ooh. him full Manning, like, Eli Manning went double birds on Manning cast. And guess what? Society still advanced. Well, I don't know if society advanced, but society moved on. Um, like, let, let the big dog eat on there, and you're going to have a good time. Because CeCe, you know saying, <laughs> like, he's real. <laughs> he's real. He'll tell you, that pitch sucked. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of guys that don't have, like, the... Uh, I don't want to say the balls to say that, but kind of, or aren't willing to do that on air. He's my book. Oops. Wow. Um, Cutters. <laughs> no, I like, I like, see, someone said CC and Poppy. I almost think that's too, you can't have two massive personalities in there. I don't think. I don't know if that would work. People are talking about no. that. No, be, I, and I said this on baseball today. You, I'm not accomplished enough to be there. You need someone mm. like you need big, big names, guys that have won World Series and All Star games and MVPs. You, you just, you just have to have that. I'm not qualified. I mean, I am qualified, but I'm mm. not. I don't think what, what I'm not what they're looking for. But McCutcheon, MVP, Wainwright pitching any type of game you could ever think of. Like I think those guys really work. I do love CC though. If you got someone with CC, I think it would work. I'd have to think about who it would be. Uh, McCutcheon versus Wainwright. Brian Dozier. 60, 64 ABs, 297 batting average, because that's the first stat you look at these days. 854 OPS. So Kutch would win that battle. Wow. Damn. Ooh, let's do uh let's do we're light on topics. Let's do career earnings for both of those guys. All right, this will end the show. Career earnings for Wayno and Kutch. Kutch got the one Kutch big out. contract in um, Pittsburgh, right? Or was it he got an extension there? And then he got, mm-hmm. then they signed, a, they traded him to, was it San Fran, San Francisco? And then San Francisco traded him to the Yankees, and that ended that. So none of that was a new contract. Then he got a new contract with, Philly. So yeah. I think we're looking at all of his arbitration, one big contract, and then a smaller contract with Philly. I'm going to go... 170 for Kutch. I was going to go around 150. I don't know how much his Pirates contract was or how long. I can't do the mental math, but I'll get 150. It's actually lower. Still a lot, guys. Mm. Still a lot. It was 115. Oh... That that audibly sounds close to 150. A lot of people get that confused. You say 150, mm-hmm. 115. So I yeah, win. You get that. You win. And saw then Wainwright. Saw he, someone. Wainwright's say, played since 2006. Just so you know. Saw someone say Granderson in the chat. Him and CC would be funny because Curtis Granderson, like all time nice guy, and CC would be like that. Fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, Wayno, 2006. What was his mm-hmm. big contract? Wayno. He's been I signing one-year deals. Extensions, extensions. I'll say one seventy. I was gonna say one eighty. You guys are you guys are go- a little too high. One forty-nine point two three does not. Oh, excuse me. That's to date, my people. One forty-nine to date. He's got another seventeen and a half coming his way. Which brings <laughs> it right to Jake. He's right. I'll take it. Yeah. You should have ran back your same guess. Bueno, that's light. What was his biggest contract? 167 is 
what Wayner will have after this year. Biggest contract. I mean, holy crap. I don't know. Looks like from 2014 to 2018, five years, he made 19.5 a year. Mm. So 2014. So what was it before so f- that? Arb. No, he started in six. So his Arb ended in 12, unless they slow played yeah, he him. Pro- he, probably, he probably signed after... Um, he threw two innings in 05. Looks like looks like super two. Seventy five and oh six. Actually, never mind. So you went two two whatever. We're going through this too much right now. But it's it's a lot of money. Both those guys, they probably have good internet. So he came up in 06, part of the playoffs in 06. He didn't get free agency until twenty fourteen, did you say? No. Um, no, he, he got where is it? I think I see a five for ninety seven and two thousand twelve. Oh, okay. 2012, 2012 was his first year, like as a after his free agent year. 2011, he played, then he was a free agent. Okay. Anyways, I love that game. That's the show. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you always. Subscribe, review, blah 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 blah. Maybe the lockout's over by Wednesday. Oh yeah, those secret. Second to the highest floor meetings paying off. Tori Hunter. I can't believe I haven't thought of that name. Thank you, Jack Dickinson, in the chat. He was freaking crushing. Hot. Crushing.